The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. And welcome to the final episode of A Feast for Bros, where today we will be discussing the sixth episode of the eighth season, which is called The Iron Throne. Um, kind of mixed emotions about this one. Um, you know, I've we've been doing this cast for a long time. I've been reading Game of Thrones for an even longer time. <laughs> so it's just so much uh, energy and emotion invested into this series. Uh yeah, you know the, the the scene that's going through my head is where Edmure is like trying to shoot uh, Walder Frey's body and just like misses three fucking times, and then and then the Blackfish takes the <laughs> he takes the bow and like finally lights it. You know that that's kind of my that's that's my that's that's where I'm emotionally at for <laughs> for this last cast. Get it over with. Good call. I like it. It was. This is why he's the host. That's great. Yeah. Well, uh, we've got a we've got a good group of folks here today. We got Jack. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm 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 excited to talk about cinematography. That's all I'm gonna say. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. It's a, it, hey, it's a, it's a it's a two cent. The unit. The no. The, the internet's got cinematography too. Okay, sorry. We're done. <laughs> We've also uh, so got Ben Hallworth on the cast. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, not excited to hand over a decent amount of money to. Someone, not me. (laughs) Bet. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) I forgot about that, too. Yeah, you haven't bothered me, so I guess you're not hard up for casts right now. (laughs) I, 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 uh, okay. (laughs) uh, Last but not least, we've got Trevor Flynn. Hey, I'm glad we're doing this. It's not a... Game of Thrones isn't truly over until I've talked to you guys about it. Yeah, so. and I, I'm actually, I'm, it's one of those things. I'm, I have mixed emotions. I'm very sad when, like, I, even if like even if I'm not super excited about a show, that I get that I have to stop talking to you guys about that said show. <laughs> even <laughs> yeah. even discover even even when we stopped doing Discovery, I was like, oh, I'm see. <laughs> I mean, this show. I mentioned this before, but like, it, this show started in the first Obama term. The first Obama term. That's yeah. how old the show is. That's that's fucking weird to, to think about. We yeah. started this in college. Like this yeah. is like yeah. more than eight nine years of our lives. Yeah, because of that yeah. extra year, it's 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 even longer. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. This has been almost a third of my life has been with this show out. Well, and uh, I think the. I think the first book came out in 1996. <laughs> well, okay, so. and, and, and no offense, like that—that that was a slow burn reveal of like a classic. Like, it's, like don't 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 act like it came out in 1996 and the and the world was taken by a storm for Game of Thrones mania. <laughs> yes, but some some fans probably were there from the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, now I know how it ends. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but even so, I mean, I was I still got into it probably in the early-ish 2000s uh i think probably probably like early college so it's it's been a long it's been a long time i remember you having the hardbacks in your room with your uni poster and i just fucking loved it so i i I know it's very upsetting so i visited sean to watch this and i visited sean and jenna to like finish this up and it's one of those things that i'm very disturbed that sean still doesn't have like his final fantasy 10 uni poster because like i remember being in college seeing that and being like oh a man of culture (laughs) like that's that was my first thought (laughs) yeah 
Well, let's jump into this one. <laughs> so, uh, the first couple scenes uh, I actually really enjoy because there's like there's no dialogue and it's just like beautiful cinematography. So I think we begin with Tyrion, just a close up of him surveying the carnage with John and Davos kind of falling behind him. Uh, and he then goes into the ruins of the Red Keep and, uh, you know, finds the bodies of his uh, brother and sister there. And that 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 first scene, I was just like, it, it, it struck me a little more than it probably would otherwise, just because, well, I think the cinematography has been fine. Like, they really, you know, you could tell that they really just stepped the game up a little bit for this last episode. So... I thought that was a nice moment with him there with, uh, you know, Cersei and, and Jamie, And you were just kind of seeing him grapple with his emotions without really talking on screen. But, uh, you know, that's kind of how this thing began. It, it's also just a good example of the way the show has changed the way it does death right. towards the end. Like <clears throat> season four, there would be no bodies. There would be goo, but piles of blood and just a hand, just the metal hand would be alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and I don't know if that's better or worse, but it just the, the the deaths have become more romantic in a sense. Like we'll get that with the the major's death in this is a very sort of tragically romantic oh, yeah. death versus what? like you know yeah to take something like Catelyn Stark, which is just brutal and harsh and and cold and fucked which, up, and, which is know, sore, like, which is more. Th- I there's, guess there's more, a way that they've yeah. kind of. Go ahead, changed please, man. Over the years, yeah, yeah, and it's also. Right, and like, uh, Sorry, one more thing. It's, just no, like, no. it's something you saw in three, too. It's like you didn't see too many like people just get like you saw a lot of randos get horribly mutilated to death, but everyone else got their kind of big moment, you know, in that like one versus like no one just got like stepped on by a giant, no major character just got like squashed and thrown in. The closest was Kyber. Like Kyber's right, the only yeah. one who just got straight up like nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> boom. <laughs> First is, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite deaths. Yeah. Your head is now a sieve. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was such a departure from the rest of the season, you know, and even this last episode, and the way I kind of sum it up is it just felt very Shakespearean. Um, and just that everything was so Sure, it felt even stagey and, in a way, yeah. Like, yeah. You kind of it, see the, yeah. the, the stabbing, the, which we'll get to in like a stagey kind of like, you know. Shakespeare way. one doth a two Brutus like that's that's kind of the that's kind of the thing and that's the thing I do think that like there is like a lot of Caesar here that they want to create like George R. R. Martin I have no doubt wants to create that that a two Brutus moment and I think that uh, it doesn't feel earned in the context of this show um <laughs> but it's also like it's one of those things it's weirdly you know Game of Thrones kind of developed its own cinematography and you're right it's departed from that for this like flashy like you know burn the throne yeah <laughs> yeah well and even the um like when when Danny is kind of addressing the Dothraki and the uh uh the Unsullied it, it just they're really trying to hit on those like kind of Nazi themes where it feels like it's a like a Hitler's rally almost where everyone's you know kind of dressed the same and uh, you just kind of get those kind of vibes and yeah. It's a little again. It's, it's I just. I mean, there yeah. was everything short of like Tyrion walking up them, her and him, ba- and her banging him on the head like a podium. That was like 
pretty much what was right (laughs) right which which i think the the prior scene was when when gray worms just like were executing the the surrendered lannister soldiers so they're they really just they're they're just hitting it so i also love that like the surrendered lannisters he's killing are like the prettiest like lannister soldiers we've seen like this entire time like they they, like went in like central cast for like like five beautiful white guys like i don't know why that was like that was like why it was they're like five salt and pepper gentlemen to get murdered murder like, like it was very different from like the previous one when we see lannisters and they're like i'm raping and pillaging like, i don't know yeah they're very respectable right, yeah they were the best of the best they're just like out there like hey well, that's the lannisters for you they're they're the prettiest people i'm a, of I'm a, that's I'm a kind fucking, of their thing i'm a fucking gentleman that's that's what that said yeah I mean, I, I I thought it was effective in the sense that like they were giving us the vibe that they were intending to convey, and it was just it was very dark, and you were kind of like, oh, okay, like Danny was really bad, but you know, if you just back up a little bit and watch the last couple episodes and just how quickly the turn was done, I'm just like, oh man, they're really just they're just going with it, and they had to, right? Like they had to they had to go like full on. Yeah, she's super evil. Did anybody else laugh when the dragon wings were framed right behind I, her? I, 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 I'm sorry. It was. I know that. Like, I know that it's too on the nose for like from a cinematography like shot composition perspective. I know it's on the nose, but for me, like, it really worked. Like for me, I was like, I was like, oh. Oh damn! Oh damn! Oh man! I wish! I wish it did! I I, I, I was I, I don't know. It was confused. Part of the laugh I don't know. Laughing laughter not, was my response. Not part of it was you. like a cool laugh, but part of it yeah. was like uh yeah. It's it's a tech. I, it, I was, it's a technical. I'm just saying I was shot. almost there. Yeah, I was almost there. Uh, ben, uh, did anyone else like it or or what? He, ben, how did you feel about it? Uh, which shot in particular? Shot the, the the the, the, uh, the, the kind of the, the kind of the big one, the dragon wing shot when she's like coming up. Um, it's, 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 it's decent. It's like a good, like, you know, kind of quick metaphor. It was just funny because, uh, (laughs) this poor guy wrote, he was just being hyperbolic and trying to get Twitter likes and he wrote like, this shot should be studied in every film class. Oh, fuck uh, you. So the the internet just went crazy and just picked every garbage meme thing they could find and do like, you know, this should be shown in film class. You can, it writes itself. You get it. Shrek the room, you know. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not a quality shot. It's it's like, you know, it's just a straight on. It's a, it's a, it was just cool. Yeah. It's a cool shot, but again, it's like, it's a, it's funny too for him to say that because like it's a digital shot, you can make it look cool. <laughs> like it's right. he's in front of right. a green screen. Yeah, it's the, not like, the timing is totally the timing. The only reason that it's cool is because of the timing, and that's totally determined by a digital creature in the background. So it's not like they had to right. fucking take fifty takes for that. I mean, right. they probably did like, anyways, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was. It, I, think it I, watched. I mean, it's just. It's just like don't. Don't go crazy over it. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched that scene with Jack, and Jack was just like, oh. I was very, very fucking hammered in my defense. Like, I, was, I, I was like twelve melon balls deep. Like that was that was like we were we were like we were. People had told me to shush multiple times. Like it, it was, uh-huh. it was happening. <laughs> I like how you described your level of sobriety as balls deep, or that was like a part no, of no, it. No, no, melon balls. Like I was literally drinking melon balls. So like, I was like, it's not, it's not even. It's, it's like actually applicable. It was actually, for balls once. deep. I was, I was like multiple melon balls deep. I thought I said melon balls. I didn't. I didn't. I you said balls deep, but it was. We just thought it was a jackass. I was amused. It's very funny. I I, I, I like <laughs> to think of myself as classier than that, even if I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the next piece. Well, there's I guess there's a couple things. So 
Daenerys, well, I guess Tyrion just like publicly resigns his his hand of the queen uh, and you know tosses his his little pin aside <laughs> and is immediately arrested. Um, I was frankly surprised given how they set up that scene yeah. that that he just like wasn't immediately killed, right? Because they just they make Danny seem so evil. Dra- that Dragon's right there. I was like, why do you, why are you gonna like make it easy for her to like? Because he has line? to explain the writing choices to the audience for the rest of the episode. <laughs> That's what he does now. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you credit. Peter Dinklage almost pulls it off. Like he does. I, I mean, he's a great. Oh man, he's, he is trying so hard. He is, I, mean, he is, I mean, that's the thing too. Is like he does not agree with the writing either. I don't think, but he is peddling. That man is peddling for all he's fucking mm-hmm. worth. And I just like mm-hmm. it's one of those things too. It's like sometimes there should be like a a BAFTA for good actors and bad shows. That's like what we need. It's like yeah. you like that. Like it's just like a tricycle. Like it's a tiny tricycle, and it's somebody on the statues just like peddling it for all they're worth. <laughs> like, it's, it's like. And like I mean, I'm just saying. Like we all we all know that these people exist. Like these, these shows where these guys are like, he, he's doing work. He's doing God's yeah. work. <laughs> oh, I I love him for it. I, I that's my thoughts exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they as you know, they they really played to their strengths. Uh, you know, what, whatever you say about D and D, they know like what their assets are, and they I think they played to their strengths this last episode where it was really Peter Dinklage was running the show. They had a lot of really great cinematography moments um you know the music was just really on point um and they just like showed you a lot of your really you know your favorite characters and having good moments and like they were trying to do all of these things i think to, right. to make it to make it try to stick the landing but you know you knew at the same time it's like okay i see what you're doing here <laughs> right and i think i think it's why i just ended up feeling like hollow by the end of it which is like kind of the worst aspect where it just kind of like okay guess it's over like it, it, and I think it. Part of that is like, it is just kind of slow and methodical, and it's like that's actually a really good choice and a bold choice if you did a good job getting there. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if your last episode is just kind of quiet and reflective and not like huge and epic and battley, and it's just kind of like a sad, like epilogue-y kind of thing, because that's how Lord of the Rings ends. A lot of people point out it's kind of Lord of the Rings-ish yeah. in some ways. Ah. And, and and I think it can end, you know, well that way. And the last shot, like the last sequence of all the Starks going off to different places, like it felt like it, it it made sense why that would be a very emotional kind of last thing to see. But it was just like, eh, all right. Yeah, there was a uh, – I was reading a review of, of the season and it, it made the good point that like a lot of the episodes, like the really epic episodes, you know, like the, the Night King battle and, and this episode and – even to an extent like the the burning of King's Landing would have all been like really excellent individual episodes right. for the ages had they been like developed right and built up. But God help me, King's it, Landing could be two episodes. Like I know, right the <laughs> oh, for sure. Like the King King's Landing, you could just like that's the thing too. They're like, oh, we did we couldn't get make two more to episode, bitch. Like y'all y'all couldn't even you were bursting at the seams. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Like yeah, right, and it's it's crazy to look back and be like, it could have been ten seasons. Like it actually could have been like that. There's enough stuff. I, I guess. I guess the thing too. Why is HBO allowing D and D to end it? That's the thing that confuses me. 
Like, uh, I, I get that they're like the Kevin Feige of this universe and that like they have control and they put this whole thing together. But like, I feel like HBO can come in and be like, I oh, know we need new showrunners. Y'all go do Star Wars. And we'll, well, well, there's still so many assets to it. I mean, like they have the whole property so they can do prequels. You know, Martin's they are like five prequels in development, you know. So, I mean, like, it's not oh, like God, they, five prequels. Well, oh, sorry, that, I got yeah. dizzy. Well, I, don't know. I don't know. That number may have changed. I just watched the YouTube. I, I, I mean, they kind of like they kind of like had five and are trying to see which ones work. And I'm sure maybe one will be like a. I would be shy to like Robert's Rebellion is more like a movie or something or a a, 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 a mini series. You know, what I, I think they're gonna try to like not have five shows at once. God hopes, but they also got bought out by AT and T, who wants them to make more money than imaginable so yeah oh that's that i mean that's a weird thing i'm I'm actually very concerned for uh john oliver (laughs) like it's it's uh yeah no that happened a while ago he even talked about the at&t merger he said a lot of shit about it so you know he's still not fired right now so we'll see (laughs) yeah and i like i totally get hbo putting their trust in D D. right it makes a lot of sense like it's one just a fuck ton of primetime awards like it's it's the most viewed TV show drama of all time. Yeah. Uh, GRM gave them the rights to it and they knew the ending, right? So, like, I I think HBO is just like, okay, well, we're just going to leave it to them because they've been doing it really well so far and GRM kind of put them in charge. So, totally get that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you wish that they they would have taken the resources you're, that they were you're getting. You're Joe Executive on his cocaine mountain. You're like, I don't know what Game of Thrones needs. These guys definitely, they're plugged into well, the source of it. This is my get, Game of Thrones HBO producer voice <laughs> in well, cocaine also mountain. Well, like, made a name for themselves, better or worse, being like an auteur-driven like place. And like you give David Milch this crazy-ass goddamn show about a surfer who's <laughs> yeah. Jesus, and you're like, all right, fine, you did Deadwood, sure. And then it's crazy and it's bad and you just cancel it. But you're like, well, we tried. Because like, you, <laughs> yeah. you do something like that yeah. and sometimes you get a Game of Thrones that probably shouldn't work. Or a Westworld. Like, Westworld should not be a hit. That's crazy that that show has been yeah. successful. Yeah. And like, they gave it over to two maniacs who drank LSD. Shit <laughs> <was like> like, <laughs> out that show. That's um, right. We need to appreciate HBO sometimes more for what they've And liked. so I think, I think that's why it's like, maybe they're like, eh, but like, they, they ultimately... They got the prequels coming out. If, if people don't like it, then they got new things on the horizon. And, like, you know, I think they're ultimately like, well, we'll just end it and have a big epic finale and move on to the next thing because they don't want to. They don't, I think they also never want to be Showtime because Showtime has that legacy of just keeping shit going too long. It's the Dexter problem. Yeah. So when Dexter ends, it can only end as worse as possible. Well, maybe it couldn't end that badly, but, you know, it was always going to be pretty bad. Dexter may (laughs) always be, like, the example of, like, what? It set the bar. It set the low bar. Yeah. Like, what? Like, and that's the thing, too. You got to appreciate stuff like... Get fuck Walter White and stuff like because Breaking you know, Bad, they just, yeah, you know, they, phenomenal. They ended, but they like ended. They spend a season getting to the ending and doing a good job of wrapping it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's important, right? Because that's like the legacy of the show, yeah. um, which we'll get to. We'll talk about that. But I want to kind of build up to the rest of the show and all the different scenes that are going on. So um, there's some interesting kind of build up with john right so he you know he goes and talks to Tyrion, 
it's a weird scene. Like I think Peter Dinklage does a great job, but it's just a weird scene where you know you you, you can tell that John and really Kit Harrington is like trying to play his cards really close to the vest, so you don't know what he's thinking. And then they have like the love is or duty is the the death of love oh, quip, and I just I, like, I don't know, man. Like it. I really think like the, the first half of this episode was much weaker than the second half of the episode <laughs> just because they had they had kind of butchered the, the Daenerys story so badly that they had to somehow try to just kind of move on and you know have the have the kind of the twist and, and move on and that's what that scene felt like I'm like I really do think that Peter Dinklage did his best to try to try to sell what was going on and how he's trying to persuade John to make the, the decision that he ultimately makes. But again, it, it felt a little rushed for me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think, I think that, uh, I get John doing it and I think that I, I get, I, I, this is the thing too. It's just one of those things where, like, I see, I see. This is the thing too, and I think this is like where people like misunderstood it. I'm not saying anything about like the show is bad. I mean, I'm no, okay. I am saying a lot about the show is terrible, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, the big thing, <laughs> what are you saying? Jack? What are you what saying, are you really motherfucker? Saying? No one knows. <laughs> the the <laughs> the thing I'm saying is that I think I see the hand of a good storyteller in the background here, which is GRM. And I think that I'm more excited now for how the books are going to go. And, you know, JRM's never had an issue with, like, you know, the world is the world in the world of Game of Thrones. And he's treated the world appropriately. And that's the thing. is like, there's no Sansa sequence of, like, from whatever season in JRM's work. And I think that, like, behooves him. And he still deals with sexual assault and everything else there. And I think, I think that he has a lot better way of handling things. And I think that that's the thing. It's like if giving him the light of like giving him the change in Danny, I think that he can pull it off. And I think that it will be probably a fantastic work. And I'm more excited now, now ever to get the book that I'm probably never going to get since somebody has like, you know, I really hope that there's like some sort of court mandated person that's going to finish the book that he's like, you know, um, wing. I'm pretty sure he specifically said he doesn't want, does not want that to happen. I just want to die now. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so. Not saying that like for the good of humanity, it won't happen. I'm just saying. It's like, you know, like the, like the lawyers are like, we won't allow it. The law doesn't matter yeah. for him because Game of Thrones has to happen. Man. Uh, um, I'm not going to find I don't that. even know if like the <laughs> fact that Tyrion and Jon have that conversation is bad. I just think it feels like a fan it almost feels like a fanfic kind of written conversation yeah. again to me. We're like they're addressing fan theories almost like the earlier episode with Tyrion and uh, Varys kind of doing the same thing where they're like explaining the direction the show is taking more than like speaking as characters. It's just what it feels like to me. Yeah. 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 Cause then I really think they set up Arya to try to be like the Danny foil, obviously last episode with the fucking white horse. It just didn't, didn't matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was but there was a uh, good subversion of expectations for you. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. There was, I mean, there was a good scene where Arya is just like, yeah, she's, you know, the killer or whatever she says. And I think that's really what causes John to make the, decision that he makes is he really thinks that Danny's going to continue fighting for no apparent reason and that you know Sansa's probably going to stand against her and then Danny's going to end up having to kill Sansa because he's going to kill Tyrion because she's going to kill Tyrion and she's just going to start killing all these people that are close to, to him to Jon um, and that kind of pushes him over the edge a little bit 
But I think at the same time, it's a difficult decision for him to make, right? And I don't think he knows if it's the right decision. And it's uh, a good ending for his character, honestly. Yeah, for his character arc. I like that. I mean, there's always for me going to have to be some like John having to wrestle with honor and the fact that he did something he knows. Like, yeah, I I, I get that. Yeah, I think that's good. and and his lineage, and that, not lineage, lineage. Sorry, mm-hmm. not mattering is sort of for me. That's kind of cool as well for as much as it mattered it just happens too fast but like him like rejecting it or something along those lines or uh see again i think it's like in the show it feels like did you forget yeah <laughs> you're right show, it it, it's, it's one like, of those <laughs> things where it's like in the show it's like did you forget but in like reality it's like George you never really think about that but yeah. i could see it being like a thing of like he was the king that was promised and he still let it go that right. kind of interesting. Right. right. Like a messiah saying, I don't want to be a messiah. Is exactly. Like everything lines up for him, and he just like personally is like, nah, I'm good. Peace. I'm going to go to the wall. Me and Tormund are going to drink some soured uh, giant's tit milk. That's. Which is <laughs> exactly. His sister. <laughs> I mean, but that's what he, I mean, I feel like that's deep. John in a funny way, like got exactly what he wanted is he never really, <laughs> he never wanted the throne, right? And. You know, I think he's perfectly happy just hanging out north of the wall with the with the wildlings and doing his thing. Mm. You know, hanging out with Torment. Um, so it's you know it's kind of a satisfying ending in that sense for him. What what did you think about the actual moment where he you know stabs Danny? I, I was kind of shocked, frankly. Um, did, did anyone <laughs> did anyone see that coming? Or were you just general reactions to that? Uh, I, I saw it coming just because of the framing. Like honestly, <laughs> it's just one yeah. of those things. It's like. <laughs> It's just a bummer. You watch enough things and you're like, it's a, it's also the same. Like anytime someone's driving and the camera is pointed at, from the passenger side window out their window, you're like, they're going to get hit by a car. Yeah, <laughs> like or that's, certain that's ways a, some people walk in the street. Shot. Yeah, that's all that's you're like, like oh, that, that person's about to get run over by a bus. Like you just get that little spidey sense all of a sudden. You're like, yeah, well, there it goes. There so you again. just don't have those the joy, <laughs> the joy of surprise anymore. <laughs> No, I, I kind of saw it, where it was coming from. And again, it's one of those things of like, I don't know if I needed her to get brutally stabbed to death, but it's just a case of like the stabbing is off screen and it's all very, you know, fiat, uh, dramatic y. The very, like, I don't know. It kind of it kind of felt like they were doing it so they can get a bunch of Tumblr fan art. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, they want to, like, yeah. Ooh, of, of, why, like why did you have to say something? Like, oh, oh, like, that's oh, I'm like holding her. With a knife, <laughs> it's true. They actually they posted that on their Instagram, like that that shot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, you're not wrong about that, and I hate you for it. That one, that, that I don't know why I'm like, oh, that one, that one hurts. That one hurts right there. I agree that it feels stagey, but I I liked it sort of for what it was, and you know, as much as I didn't like the scene that came before it, I thought maybe choosing it to shoot it that way made. And I like that she literally, even if it's a bit cheesy, I do like that she literally gets that fucking close and still never gets on the throne. Like, just right before she even sits on it. Like, thankfully she wasn't just about to sit on it. It wasn't that cheesy. (laughs) Like, she Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, I do like that she was right there and then then wasn't able to. uh... Also, it's funny. Like, I just realized that I was watching it and I was like. Huh. They made like a weird reference to how it looks totally different from the book description, which is very strange. Like that's always been a yeah. complaint from nerds for a long time, and I'm like, yeah, oh, you're bringing that up now, huh? Okay. 
I didn't yeah, know why, like, but it was just like interesting. It was one of those uncomfortably meta moments in this episode that there were. There yeah, were I was like, <laughs> why now? Like, why bring that up now? I mean, I guess it's an interesting description of like, oh, that's how she viewed it in her mind, but actually, it's not that impressive as it is described. Because like in the this is for those who don't know in the books, it's like literally like a tower, like it's like right. huge, and like there's good drawings people have done of it. It's like basically this giant tower, and it looks horribly uncomfortable and like right. the point is like it, it actually isn't good to sit on like it's actually terribly yeah, painful yeah. and you kind of cut yourself but that was part of Aegon's like uh, Mul- multiple it, Targaryens know. have been murdered by having their like face shoved into the pointy end of the chair like that's that's a right. thing that's like like it's a like it is a it is a valid murder weapon <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> a valid murder weapon. right like just like just like the act of walk like I'm also sure there are Targaryens that have died just walking up it just by accident yeah. that's a thing that's also happened so like it's not a it's not a fun it's not a fun chair it's not a happy go lucky <laughs> fun <lesson>. chair <laughs> it's a fun chair yeah it was uh i thought i thought the um they kind of fit with the rest of the shakespearean vibe they're kind of going with this episode it, it was just like the you know uh it, you know as, as you described earlier jack like the a2 brute moment yeah. um Right, but I thought it was it was nicely shot. What was weird to me though was what happened right after that. that, that where that, I actually, I again, yeah, let's get into this. I don't hate, I don't hate, I don't hate the moment. I don't hate the moment. I saw. I, I mean, there's the thing too is like you know, even if that you're not like a like a cinematography buff like Ben, people in the room were screaming before we even knew that he stabbed her. In in the room I was in, like just like regular yeah. people mm. like recognize what the fuck was about to happen. So like everybody clued into it. I just want to note that because like I do think that like people inherently know, and, and it was just like, and I was like, oh well, he's got a killer. That's the only reason she's hugging him. Like yeah. I, I don't know. It does. It also doesn't make sense for Danny. Like Danny should be way more concerned. I don't know. Yeah, that's the well. We- you were getting into the moment after, but no, 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 go, yeah, on, yeah, the, okay. on the logic I, of it, no, 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 you brought it up, so I, I want to like yeah, on the logic sorry. of it. You're right. That reminds me of like the fact this, this is the whole idea that John is the one who can still get close enough to kill her, and without Ugh. anybody being by to stop. Right. And it's like the whole thing with Drogon letting him pass and everything is like, yeah, I guess it works. They have to get there, and you know, like felt that logic. Yeah. At the same time, it's a little sweaty, but it's it, it kind of works. I don't know. It's it's I'm ambivalent about it. I don't hate it. Don't love it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Sure, whatever. Yeah, I was I was fine with it, but the the Drogon piece afterwards was strange to me, right? Because like, you know, the way they built up the dragons that they're they're like literally her children, and she's got like this very close relationship with them. So it's kind of strange that <laughs> that Drogon just didn't murder John. I don't know. I was like totally expecting that to happen and instead just kind of melts the throne and flies off with danny never to be seen again it was like i'm like what what why right i kind of like that dragons have a sense of dramatic irony right (laughs) because they're intelligent enough like we know dragons are intelligent if we're just like fans of fantasy i guess i don't know how intelligent they've been established as being in a song of ice and fires universe but they're, they're very I, I can yeah i can yeah i mean i can start to buy it at the same time i, I also <laughs> another thing i can like start to buy the logic a little bit but like for the dragon to recognize the, like the dramatic irony that this is what it was all about this thing this is what killed her ah, right kind of like, I, I like the other person's like version of like intelligence there's more like a toddler which is like died by pointy thing chair pointy 
you murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that meme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of is a thing of like, I imagine that is a note, you know, like I just imagine they got a, 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 a two two single sided uh, page bullet points. Right. That's what I just imagined. They got a mailed uh, in the like in season six, like right before they started writing. And it's like, here's what happens. It's like, here's what I know, at least. And it's like Drogon destroys the Iron Throne yeah. and melts it, and they're like, "Uh, yeah. I guess I know how that happens." Here, here's here's the adventures of Jack and script notes for Game of Thrones version. My my interpretation of what is supposed to happen is similar to stealth boats, and that John runs behind the throne, and then right, Drogon tries to burn the throne, and then the yeah. throne melts around John, and there's this crazy shot of like melted throne burning John, and he's horse he's horribly disfigured. And scarred, uh, the exact same and thought. then well, gets to thrown detail, to the but... wall, and then he has to go to the wall at the end, and it's this whole this whole giant metaphor about the prince. You know, He's taking the, your your prophecy, the with him. yeah, your prophecy, your children of prophecy are inherently dumb. He's literally Get one the, with the throne because right. he's got fucking right. metal face. So he's still yeah. the prince that was promised that went, in, but the promise was that we're going to kick all that shit to the curb. That is that is so good in my own mind. I know that I, I know that I probably couldn't do a better job. I'm not trying to say I could do a better job in D and D. But like, the, just like the the level of which that works for me is just amazing, and that's my that's that's my two script notes. That's my script note. What? Right. How 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 on earth would you explain that to the audience on screen? What do you mean? No, no, there's like, no way. He's just like he's just got like like literally like chunks of the throne in his back. Like, it's so weird. Dude. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have you have a you have a, a danger of becoming the diamond faced guy and die another day. <laughs> Where you're like, what? He's got diamonds in his face. Just take the diamonds out of your face. Why do you have diamonds? <laughs> Why well, didn't like like you're in the checkout aisle? He's like, oh, hold on. He like gets like a fucking razor. He just picks out. one out. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep the change. Yeah. <laughs> got cash on hand. All right, so we've got to move on to the meeting where the plot really kind of happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So basically, what what occurs is we so that scene happens, and then Tyrion is kind of taken in chains by Grey Worm to a council of all of the lords of Westeros, who, who somehow include some Dornish prince that. You know, it's like, oh, we forgot about their storyline, but there's now some Dornish prince who represents Shit's, Dorn. shit's been happening down there. Just take our word for it. <laughs> literally, literally how little they care about Dorn now is Toby Osmond is listed as unnamed Dornish prince. <laughs> like, we don't yeah. shit about Dorn. <laughs> Yeah, like Robert uh, Aaron is, you know, grown up a little bit and seems like a reasonable person now. No longer, <laughs> you know, suckling. Stop! 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 Why? Why? Actually, the internet was pretty surprised by his glow up, his quote glow up. So, yeah. He has a solid glow, but he's not Neville from Harry Potter level glow. Yeah, 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 glow yeah people were saying that. I was like, go fuck yourself, first off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, uh, for some reason, Davos is there. I have no idea why. <laughs> he's got to he's like, do his pitch or something. <laughs> yeah, Sam's there. I guess he's like the lord of the of the whatever you know he's Easter's. the tarly yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah and he's the head tarly like horn 
Horn. It's a pretty good house. Horn Hill and probably Horn Hill um, of the Reach in general. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess Bronze technically Lord oh, of the yeah. Reach. Yeah, that yeah. might be High Garden actually. Yeah, Lord High Garden. Paramount. That's right. Yep. Um, anyway, so Controls, Tyrion, uh, the Frey area. This is a random thought. Like the Riverlands and stuff. I guess they don't really matter. Yeah, I think it's Edmure. Edmure. Yeah, it's Edmure. Yeah, yeah. Right. right, right. It, it's it's been burned and torched so many times that I just assumed it's like it's just like like dead body end to end. I love. Yeah. I, lo- I actually just I really gets there enjoyed. And he's like dead fucking freeze everywhere. He's like ugh. I really enjoyed the, the like the random scene where Edmure gets up and he's like. Well, I'm a master statesman. Shut the. F- uh, yeah, that was that was a you fun. Enjoyed moment. that. That was a fun moment. I, I, I it was painful. That just but- felt to me like one last like shut up book readers. No one cares about Edmure Tully. Like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I, it was an enjoyable moment to watch Sansa just tell a dude to shut the fuck up. I, I, I that is good. There, there was there was, a, there was a lot of people. There was a, I, you know, and again, this is this is fun for me to actually enjoy watching people watch this. Hmm. Because it, it gave me a sense of like I, you know I have my own thoughts and like me and Katie are like a very isolated thing uh, because we don't know that people are like you know we don't know what's popular anymore uh, but like uh, it was fun to like watch like the you know just like there's like you know a solid round of clapping go up when she told him to shut the fuck up so it was it was it was interesting I was I was I liked it. <laughs> Yeah, poor Edmure just had such a he had a run he had a rough run of the show generally like there's <laughs> just no really good moment for him the entire the entire oh, seasons. <laughs> um, it's a, it was a strange scene for me in this sense that Grey Worm kind of was running the show in the sense that they just took over King's Landing. Yet for some reason he seems kind of powerless in this scene and just yeah. powerless generally, it's right? So Where he just—he's the worst negotiator in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he like he like for some reason doesn't just like rage murder Jon Snow even after he's become like head Gestapo like an episode ago, right? And then like he lets him and Tyrion live, and then he's like, "All right, my trade-off is that like I get to kill Jon Snow." Okay, fine. He can go to the wall. Like, what would he give a shit? Like, he doesn't know what the wall is. He didn't care. He said, "Like, like, no. Let me bathe in his blood, you fuckers." Like, and also, so he lets weird. Tyrion talk. Which, yeah. Why would anyone ever let Tyrion talk? And, that, and if this, they could choose this not scene, to? like, people called like the, the the like the the feeling of, like the writers just getting kind of lazy, and wanting to move on. Um, and and you know, it is. Like to be addressed that they are working on a Star Wars movie that's coming out in three years, so like it's not shocking that they may want to be like, all right, we got to do Star Wars, let's move it along. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true, one hundred percent, but like I, I do think there's a little bit of like, all right, let's just we're done with the show, we're we're done, and like this is a scene where like you could have had three episodes of like the siege of King's Landing and like the Unsullied are left, and you're like, you need to let go. There's no one left, but they don't. They'll fight to the last man or whatever, and it just gets all settled in like a one stagey, weird <laughs> council meeting. <laughs> like it just feels very again prequelsy in that way. Like prequels, like when they couldn't think of dramatic tension scenes, it would just be like, eh, talk it out. A bunch of people have <laughs> a, a green screen room, which is which is funny to me because Tyrion, if you look at his character arc this the season, he's just been like consistently wrong and hasn't really played a much much of a part. Right. Um, you know, he's kind of more of the behind the scenes guy. And here he just, you know, he's in chains. He's like the prisoner. He's not really 
at a position where he has any leverage at all over anybody. And everyone's just like, oh, that seems reasonable. Yeah, like, why not? We'll, yeah. we'll go sure. along with what that. The fuck <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> yeah. You know what this has all been about? Stories. People Stor- like stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the lawyer in me was really, really happy with that moment. I'm like, yes, it is about stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's, about, it's about proper disposition and <laughs> legal precedent. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, but they told this one so poorly. I don't get it. Come on, guys. <laughs> also, like, it was yet another meta thing, kind of right right after the democracy joke. I hated the democracy joke. It was oh, way, yeah. so that, that was that was. That was cornballed in there, and I and I do I do. I mean, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't actually like they were going to go to democracy, and obviously those were playing with. But like the the laughing almost was worse. <laughs> like I'm not sure which is worse. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like a house of bad. cards kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Kevin Spacey's just like breaking the fourth wall, and it's like yeah, fuck democracy. It, yeah, yeah. Right, and it's also just like that joke of like. Uh, you know, it's it's the your kids are gonna love it kind of like bad <laughs> version of that joke. You know, like I invented a thing called the computer. Shut up, Sam. That'll never work. And like, ah, I hate those kind of jokes. <laughs> so, what do we think about Bran becoming king of the realm? <laughs> did that make any? Did anyone see that coming? Slash, did that make any logical sense whatsoever? <laughs> no, and no, <laughs> no. Yeah. It did not. It did not, sir. Because like he literally was like, oh, I'm beyond worldly things. I don't care. I, and again, I think it could work. This is the one where I think it could work in the book version, which is like his whole thing is like a very creepy dictator in like a minority report level right like i could see that right. kind of idea of like yeah. he will actually keep peace because he will be like go murder that baby because in 30 yeah. years it will be a dictator and try to take right. over right and you're like what and he's like do it and you're like it's like <laughs> he's a creepy weirdo minority report guy like yes. i could see that version fun. of like another fun book fact for this is the green seers are said to live thousands of years so like that's yeah a, that's another note yeah. is that he technically will may live for thousands right. he's of dictator years. for millennia yeah yeah like exactly it's, it's, it's one of those things where we haven't like really dealt with like oh this is a lot of fucked up <laughs> like, there's there's a lot to unfucking pack here actually that still <laughs> makes more very... sense but still more satisfying be... than the uh principles of the realm meeting every few years like that's never been that's been done before it says it like it's a new idea i don't yeah. know we, I, we have a yeah i think i think it's been established right. if i'm not mistaken that, that definitely happened right yeah right. what's also kind of strange to me just in terms of the structure of the season is that the only reason this makes sense is because Tyrion and bran had an off-screen conversation where i guess bran just like spouted off some knowledge so for some reason Tyrion thinks that Bran is going to be like a good ruler right like was that episode two where they have that like off-screen discussion which is like the only time Tyrion really interacts with Bran in a substantive way and we just we didn't see any of that (laughs) so now they're like oh yes now Tyrion's like Bran Bran's the guy (laughs) it's just and and I think again it could be a part of like the whole thing of like we know Bran intentionally or not did the Hodor thing like 
broke his brain just so one time he would do a thing he wanted you know like so it would make sense that like he his reveal would be that he's like a creepy palpatine manipulator type this whole time yeah and it's like you leave with again it's a bittersweet of like well there'll be peace but he's like a weird like he's a weird dude yeah but no one there will be peace but no one has free will exactly right right (laughs) exactly yeah you get me you get me so i think the way the way i kind of thought of it is that he is the best person to be king because he literally knows everything that ever happened right so it's like those who you know don't know history or destined to repeat it well he's the opposite of that like he just knows everything that happened so for that reason he can be a, an excellent ruler yeah kind I of can like see the, that also being a version of like george R. R. martin's thing of like you know he uses history in all of his writing so he's very much a fan of it so i think he would believe in that kind of thing yes like he would yeah he's like kind that. of like the like the marcus aurelius of <laughs> game of thrones right i mean like literally like a lot of his most famous scenes like the red wedding is like a real thing that happened and like he's like you know he take he, he's very open about taking a lot from history and like and trying to use it that's why i think it people appeals to people it doesn't just feel like total high fantasy it feels somewhat grounded even with dragons and shadow vagina monsters and things like that <laughs> right yeah so i i was ultimately satisfied with it i you know i, I think this is probably how grm intends to to wrap it yeah. up and and i think he's probably going to use that explanation is that you want to have a ruler who's just very knowledgeable and knows like you know what has happened in the past so you don't make those same mistakes and i'm like okay i kind of see that as an angle where it could end that way and, and kind of have like a point <laughs> to the story, right? Yeah. Um, it still seems like a point. conservative take. Like that's the philosopher king kind of angle. Like it's it's. Um, oh, but why don't we know. hate? Why do we hate philosopher kings? Oh wait, you know I, that's a terrible idea. It's a bad <laughs> you know, The philosopher major. See, yeah, the philosopher yeah, major like you... will tell you how many ways it's a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> Whereas you have the classics major being like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Yeah, no. <laughs> I get the logic. It's a, it's a it's a bid for progressiveness. I, I get that. Yeah, it's probably. The only yeah, like you know, breaking of the wheel thing. I guess you could end on a few. Right, and, and again, it's like also why I feel like Drogon melting the throne is definitely in the books because she does inevitably break the wheel unintentionally, you know. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, she because of her actions, King's Landing is gone. The old way is gone. The throne is gone. You know, whether that's good or bad, <laughs> the way she did it is. Certainly not easy and very problematic in a lot of ways. And lovely. Oh, <laughs> I, I love. I love that. That's my favorite. Like uh, that's gonna be my favorite. Like uh, Ben noise. Ugh, boy. Ugh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Brand the broken as a title though is not my favorite thing. Weird title and like as people put it out. All right, his dick doesn't work. Calm down. Whoa, 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 dude! <laughs> Y'all saying that shit in front of the, the like the unsullied? Jesus, come on! Man. <laughs> it's real rude. <laughs> yeah. So the other big thing is that uh, which I thought was good in a way and kind of weird another way was that Tyrion became hand of the king I mean, again. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> and he's oh just like, oh, it's like fuck how many guys. times? I, 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 uh, I. Uh, this is one of the things too. It's like a. 
<laughs> Sorry, this is <laughs> random. But this is like when like a studio somehow get loses like fifteen studio heads, but the producer is still there, and you're like, "How? <laughs> you're the one making the bad movies. How are you still here?" <laughs> it was a weird, you know, Grey Worm's reaction to that was very strange, right? Because initially he's just like, "No, we need to kill Tyrion," and then Bran's like, "Well, it, it, this is actually the best punishment because now he's handed the king again." And has to fix all of his mistakes. And I just didn't, you know, especially after we've had, like, Gestapo Grey Worm, I just didn't see him, like, appreciating yeah. that logic. Yeah, both right? Grey Worm and Drogon <laughs> like dramatic irony, apparently. They're just like, it's their favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just like, okay, all right. And then I guess I guess Grey, Grey Worm's just like, all right, cool. Good game, guys. Like, I'm going to go sail away now. Bye. So, Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. I see. The Dothraki just, uh, just, uh. Put down there. Yeah, what? Uh, Again, the Dothraki just like, they're the weirdest thing in the show. They like, and it, it's always been a case. This is even like in the good seasons of the show. The Dothraki will like completely not matter and then come back again and they'll be gone and then they'll be there. And like, again, it's like, where do they go? Like, a bunch of crazy horse rider Mongols are like just. Loose, like like I said, just like, well, we're like, just gonna go pillage the world. Like now, it's one like, of those things. It's like the camera rolls back, and there's like you know they're having this meeting, and like in the next alley, there's like a bunch of like Mongols like raping. Yes, exactly. It's like it's like, and then like Dothraki are like the unsullied are like, yeah, we, we we don't know what are we supposed to do with it. <laughs> like they don't care about us. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like the. <laughs> My history's all bad, but like it's like if the like during some battle between kings in like France and England, they brought over the Vikings to fight, and then they just left them there. Wild, <laughs> we're gonna go crazy. Like, yeah. Actually, that that actually like I don't want to say that totally fucking happened. <laughs> like Charlemagne totally <laughs> don't did spoil that. it. Yeah, it's like, don't spoil it. <laughs> not Charlemagne, his, yeah. his son. No, that's let's not talk about it. Yeah, I, uh, um, I kind of I'm okay. I'm on board, I guess, with the cruel irony punishment of Tyrion becoming the hand. I just don't like that it leads to the uh, the quirky like fan service small council. Probably. Oh, I, did, I disagree. I, I did enjoy. I did enjoy the small council. Uh, I will say, uh, Bran, I, seeing Bran good- Bronze character on social media talking about how he disagreed with his character and how he should have gotten comeuppance, and he wanted to let me know about his vegan mission. And I was like, "Man, Lena Headey, how did you ever? How did you ever do that?" <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and it's a good example too of like you could do fan service, but like know how to do it right. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's interesting. Bronze should not have been in the season and then just showed up at the end. That's like the way you do that fan service is like. He's not there, and they're like, Master of Coin. And then he walks in, and he sits down. You're like, Bruh! Right, right, right. But it's also like, I think that the effect of... He did nothing this season. He was like, I'm going to kill you. Sir, I'm not. I'm going to be high guard. For me, like, okay. Sir Podrick coming in with, like, gold armor and taking out, like, Brandon That's Broken. That's good That was yeah. good, because, you know, we saw Podrick, like, once. Like, the thing. We don't even confirm that he's, like, alive. I think there's, like, a shot of him confirmed, but I wasn't sure if he was alive or not, because I wasn't paying that close attention. Um, but then he's, like, he just pops in the background. He's just got his, like, smile, and you're like, I'll just, like, in the front of like ah, Pod, you made it, baby, you made it. <laughs> and as we all expected, they they do the Lord of the Rings thing, where Sam is the one who wrote the book, the, the Song of Ice and Fire. Though I think he said someone else wrote it. And he no, wrote no, no. Title. Yeah, he just he yeah. just helped with the title, so he didn't write it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sam Sam is still totally, yeah, he's, he's still he's, totally GRR. Yeah, he's, it's definitely like, yeah. He, <laughs> it's like, it's like a, he's like a humbler version of GRM. <laughs> and again, 
I, I get a lot of people were complaining about because the scene happens earlier of, of Brienne. Brienne's last scene is her writing Jamie's obituary or not his obituary, but like his history essentially. And yeah. I get people's complaint about that. I honestly think it wouldn't be as bad if she didn't sleep with him. Like, I think, uh, I think it's the biggest problem. Yeah. Is like, because her relationship with him was always very important. Right. Like, he had died in three, and like, that had just, and she hadn't slept with him in two. Um, it she been, slept with him in four. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she slept with him after. Yeah. So if he had died in three, it would have been a lot more meaningful because right. like, that is like her. She and opens his the book, like, or even even if he had gone down to be with Cersei, like her trying to stop him as a friend would have been more powerful than like this, like you know, jilted lover thing. And then her opening it, up the it, book, it, it would have been. And that's why, like, you can do the memes of like he had a big old dick. Look, like it just it's, it's I, this, <laughs> this is this is this is the whole thing about this season. This is my final thing. There's nothing. There, there's so much close to working in this season. It's very very. Very mm-hmm. disappointing. It's like stealth boats. Edit that little bit right. more. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like you know, just throw in you know, mis- him, her trying to save Missandei and failing, or something along those lines. Or throw in like you know, just like John hiding behind the throne, and it works so much better. There's so many awkward, bad, like like almost blocked moments in this season. And it's and it's just I feel like we're just like we're one editing pass and two episodes away from like genuine greatness. And I think that's like that's like where my thought process is. Not genuine greatness, but like genuinely like a good season. How about that? I'm not really like, people's people will always I, I knew even this season was great. It, people would not be happy. Right. There's just right. No way. There's just no way. There's no way. And they were always going to drop a, like 16 dozen plot lines. That's just something that was going to happen. Like they're not yes. they're not George RM <laughs> and they've they've been they've been pillaging his books for like little plot points all over the place and they're not keeping track. That that's just that's something that's mm-hmm. been evident since season 1 to be honest with you. <laughs> Right. No, there's, yeah. there, there there are book characters, there are show characters, and like the show characters, like if they if the this very much is the case that like if a show character doesn't pop with the audience as a whole, they're just like eh, sorry, Roz, <laughs> you're getting a crossbow bolt to the to the to the breast. blackfish bay. Yeah. The, the blackfish die. I can't remember. Yeah. But like there's certain like book characters like and there's certain characters that never came up because I don't think they ever found like a way to kind of work them in like uh i think the gold company was probably gonna have a much longer arc well in the books and yeah. have a, the whole fake you know targaryen thing and there's like all kinds of like political machinations are like Ugh, that's gonna take yeah. a whole fucking season and we don't want to do it <laughs> you know like it's just like oh i actually i i liked the the brienne scene because it you know as stupid it's a, it's a as good like, scene without yeah. sleeping with them. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. As stupid as that was, though, it was just like she, you know, it's still just reinforcing the fact that she's the super honorable character. And even though Jamie didn't do right by really anybody other than Cersei, like she's like, okay, well, he deserves and that at least. And it's like his honor restored for, like forever because like she's an honorable knight who's giving her thing, but she's only an honorable knight because he knighted her and like, uh, and you know, but but she is like believed in him and like has become right. exactly what you ever wanted right. and it's like it's a great ending for both of them right. because like a knight the, the the assumption is i would assume that only knights would write those kind of right. histories like it wouldn't just be random schmoes you know it'd be the 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 people who fought alongside you would write your your story right. yeah you know and i think it's really beautiful that she now has the right to do that and he died and 
you know, like I think it all works. It makes it really nice, like sort of sense. It's just that fucking scene is in my head. <laughs> I'm like, I know yeah. it didn't have to. It, it was just it, so. It's, it's what's upsetting about it too is the only reason that scene happened was like in, just for fan service. And I'm like, so but good, this yeah. didn't need to happen, guys. Yeah, because most of the fans were like, no. <laughs> like, I mean, no. And, and as much as like I was like also the guy that was like, click a ball, click a ball. Like I it, sure it, I was too. Yeah, you didn't we, like we, it once you got it, did you? No, yeah, I got it. <laughs> And I was like, "Well, fuck! This is just, <laughs> it's just too it's just two ugly dudes wailing at each other. This ain't fun." <laughs> like, 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 it is like, very yeah. true. What's that? What's that makeup on his neck? Don't don't like do makeup that you like. It looks like pustious that you like want to dig it out with like a spoon. Like that was the thing too. Like his makeup Aww. on his neck stuff was. I was like, "Come on, guys! Like just make him be like a Delahan. That's what the <laughs> reference is. He's supposed to be a, like a decapitated night corpse." Just do it you know like I, I get that like you want to see like his face but like well, whatever why does he look well, like a you, monk if you watch, too? like why does he look like sorry i'm done no if you <laughs> watch the uh, hair, I guess. if you watch the uh the behind the scenes uh episode for the for the season you would enjoy this piece where they they, they do a little bit with the the prosthetics team and you you just have this one scene where you know the head of the prosthetics team like walks by and she's like yeah make that make that wound like infected and I'm like why it's so gross <laughs> he doesn't have he doesn't have a, a white blood cells yes yeah. <laughs> it's just like black goo what are you doing <laughs> there's not there's no blood to fight infections it's just dead oh. yeah, whatever. Yeah, and the Chernobyl I, I, makeup team was like, let's get in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, we got this great production over here. They're real, doing really great things with just melting people's skin off their bodies. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Yeah. Um. I, I. Yeah. The small council scene was was cool though. I just you know it was it, it was like the the most the perfect version of the small council or everyone's like the idealized version of that person. Like Sam is infinitely better than like the piece of shit dude we had the first couple seasons who ended up getting killed and you know i guess kyburn kind of took his place after that but you know davos is like the the lord of the admiralty uh brienne being like the head of the king's guard and, and braun being like lord of coin it was yeah it was kind of good i'm like okay cool i can totally see that being how that ends up working itself out but i you know i agree it was fan servicey but i I don't know. I just loved it. I thought it was kind of a fun scene. I, I'm there with you a little bit. I think part of it is just, again, like the rush to it. It feels like there's no consequences from all the fallout of what happened. And we're back to, huh, yutsa, 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 jokes, horror, brothel stories. Like, it's just, it's just too quick. <laughs> it's just way too quick. And I I, th- I think it goes back to the same problem. Oh, I think I could have enjoyed it with, like, a different context. I don't know. Yeah. So, what did we think about how all the Starks end up? So, to summarize, Arya just decides that she's going to go venture west. <laughs> she just pieces out. <laughs> no logical ending. I'm going to go west and probably die, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah. Just statistically. Do you think yeah. it's foreshadowed, like, arguably, with the, like, Nymeria thing and everything, though, for her character? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, she was always going to end up away from the Starks. I was kind of felt that was probably where she was going to end up like she just but I thought it was going to be more of a thing of like a Brienne a brand thing where she's or like you know a, I've been to war kind of thing like I 
It was strange. Not too fucking dark to like do this anymore. Yeah, it was kind of weird because on one hand, like she finished her list right in a sense. Like I think they all died. And the second same time, like there was that moment with her and uh, you know Sandra Clegane where she kind of is like, ah, I just don't want to be like going around killing people all the time. So you would think that she might come to this realization. She's like, oh well. I guess I could always go back to Gendry, but then I, you know, all the fans would be really upset with that. So I, I guess it makes sense, and this, you know, it's the only way to really deal with her character from a writing perspective. It just right. didn't feel and, like. And and I think it's a case of <laughs> like, and I, I get like, because like again, it's like the dramatic irony thing of the ending. Like you know, the last thing Ned ever wanted was like for his kids to not be where they hated, and it's like they all kind of ended up where they never wanted to be, just like. Arya just kind of wanted to live at home and like be innocent, and Sansa did not want to be a leader, and John did not want to be in the fucking North freezing his ass off. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's where they all ended up. Also, because like it's all, life yeah, sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's also like Sansa didn't want to. Sansa wanted to go to the capital and like be like a pretty lady, and she would be lady. Now yeah, she's she now she's like the queen of the North, and it's like it's like that's so right. that's that one. I have to admit that one again is something that I imagine will happen in the books because it's so full circle. It help. It makes my head hurt. Oh, you totally. Know? I think John's she's never going to taste those lemon cakes again. I I prefer sour foods. <laughs> Gets goat's milk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it was a joke a long time ago, but this <laughs> there was a good comic I saw where she came back, finally came back to Winterfell, and it was all like cute teeny bopper pictures of Joffrey. And she's like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. I love that uh, that that we had an actual scene with John like interacting with CGI ghost. <laughs> Finally, yeah, you got the pets. <laughs> I Dude, feel the like they was so the- aghast at the pets that they <laughs> it came back. I don't know why they said that they couldn't have time for it when they did have it in the next episode. Just be like, just wait, <laughs> there will be pets. <laughs> well. Overall thoughts uh, about this season, um, about how they wrapped it up. Do we still think it's a strong show? Just how are we feeling, guys? <laughs> my, my my problem is like, and I had the same problem after episode three, and it's the same problem I still have now. It's like, I don't really get what the show was about. Like, I don't really get thematically what the point of it ever was. And I think there's a lot of great moments, and I won't diss the show overall i don't think any there's very few almost any i don't think there's anything really that i feel it i've changed my opinion on that lately but like there's not really anything i've ever seen that like the ending is so bad it makes even the greatest thing like suck like it it, the the journey is always going to be interesting there's always going to be great parts and like there's a lot the show did and even what the show did like in terms of culturally in terms of like raising the bar in terms of cinematic storytelling is is crazy like it is absolutely insane that like i'm watching chernobyl and like it is expensive and it's like a five part miniseries about a very depressing subject matter it's not like a money maker it's right, not like right. gonna bring the folks but it's like it's so like visually stunning and crazy and like i don't think you get a, a true detective i don't think you get yeah uh i'm starting to think whether like 
because there was great shows, but they were a lot more writery. You think of your Mad Men's, your, your Breaking Bad was well filmed, but um, most of your shows were, were West Wing. I'm trying to think of the stuff in like the early 2000s. Like that's kind of what you're focusing on was like very writer heavy, very like smartly written shows. And, and the show has good writing, but it was all about just like the crazy production values. And it's something game um, they've been trying to do forever. Like Rome was an early kind of attempt at that that didn't quite work out and. This was just yeah, the they just ran finally, out of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the, that's the thing with these gambles. Like you can spend a hundred million dollars on Rome, but if people don't watch it, it doesn't make sense to keep making Rome. And uh, they filmed the pilot twice, which is crazy. Like they put a lot of money into the show, and uh, and it paid off very well. And I think it ultimately raised the bar for television in a lot of ways. I don't think you even get like a, a Twin Peaks The Return or anything. Like you don't give David Lynch a shitload of money to be a weirdo for 18 yeah. hours. <laughs> uh, if, if this new show doesn't do well, I, I really think so. And like whether you like the show or not, I think culturally it's its legacy is totally intact. Yeah. It, it, whatever the ending people think, it, it's, it's done very, very well for itself. Yeah. And I think... You know, even problems aside, I think I think I'm good with D and D. I mean, I, I have very big problems with this last season, and and I wonder why. But I think overall, I think they did did a very good job, and I think it's partly that I just think they're very good adapters. I yeah. think they're very good at adapting, and they're not great at kind of creating. Maybe I don't know. Um, so yeah, yeah, overall, I'm very happy with the show, even if I, I don't love the ending. It's like four episodes I don't like of seventy something I do. So like, yeah, yeah. I you know? I think that. You know, a lot of the big comparison for me for this final season has been Battlestar Galactica, which also oh, sure, which sure, also sure, has sure. like a famously weak ending to a pretty fucking fantastic show. I think Game of Thrones at the midpoint. This is the thing too is like I watch a lot of clips this week and I'm like I'm I'm blown away by how many good 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 episodes of game of thrones there were and i think that like while we're like we're in the teeth of like you know a bad season and this week ending and it hurts to like be here um it doesn't hurt as much as dexter <laughs> again that's, that's, that's and maybe my mantra about this is like eh, dexter's still worse um but uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like you know the overall history of Game of Thrones is going to be that this is a good show. And it's like one of those things, too. It took me a while to come around to this notion that I would ever recommend Battlestar Galactica to people. But now I do. Mm. I do. Because we still say, like, it's a seminal show and with a weak ending. You know, like, everyone, even people even people that recommended it to me warned me about the ending because I was not on board Battlestar Galactica the ending. I watched it in fucking college all the way through, like, fucking freshman year of college. I bought those fucking things digitally and I can't find them anymore and I hate it because that's why you shouldn't like buy into digital stuff because it just disappears appears because anyway I, I got I got fucked by those stupid DVDs yeah, 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 2.5 yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, they dude I, I still have the Battlestar Galactica box set on Blu-ray it's yeah I, I, I it. it's weird that it's fun, weird that Blu-ray ended up being the actual fucking standard like fuck me well fun, how did that happen but Fun fact, I once owned three copies of Battlestar Galactica Season 1. Oh my god. That's such a, <laughs> yeah. It's not on purpose. Oh no, no. I own, I, I own four copies of Game of Thrones Season 1. That's funny. Because like, you consolidate. Like I had one. My partner had one when she yeah, moved yeah, in. Yeah. And then I bought the season set and it yeah. had a Season 1 in yeah. it. So I had three Kate, seasons. Katie owned one. I owned one. My parents gave me one as a separate gift not knowing I already owned it. And uh, <laughs> Twice. Somebody, somebody else... <laughs> Was like clearing out DVDs and like gave me their Game of Thrones. And they're like, You like Game of Thrones, Jack? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I accepted it. It was so awkward. I was just like, 
I couldn't like. Sure. I, I don't know why. I probably should have just told him like, go give it to somebody else. I need to like just get these out of my fucking house because they're like they're stacked. It's all the same box set too. It's not like different editions. It's like the same box set stacked next to each other, and you could just see it glaring there on my shelf. Yeah. No, I I think yeah. I think that this show is ultimately is 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 in the history of things is gonna was as we give it more time and space. I think it's still something I'm gonna recommend people to watch, and I think it's still a good show. It it ends weak, and I think it's gonna be the same thing. I'm just like, be prepared to go on a wild ride that last couple seasons. <laughs> like that's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I it's just there's never been anything like this show. It's just such a cultural phenomenon where like fucking everyone's into it. It's you know 20 million over 20 million people saw. The last episode when it premiered, like, it's just gigantic. And it's one of those things where you can, you know, we can talk about it. Like, you'll go into work and uh, people will come into my office, close the door, and we'll just, like, talk about Game of Thrones for, like, 30 <laughs> oh, minutes. Oh, close the door. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> but it's true. It's like a... It's it's a cultural phenomenon in the, in the way that we haven't really had anything like it since maybe just Breaking Bad is the only thing that I can think of that was kind of similar. And even then, but, Breaking Bad wasn't until, like, the last two seasons. Like, it took yeah. a while for people to catch up with that show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but like the closest, so, and, and it's interesting. Like the the this episode was the first one to ever beat the most watched episode on HBO, which was Sopranos previously, Sopranos season four, which is like, and everybody was like, oh, I gotta watch Sopranos now. Fine, yeah, we'll, we'll all watch it. I mean, um, there are people watching this last season that didn't even watch the rest of it. That's also the thing. It's like. Out. Well, it's also the thing of like it's so much easier to pirate than it was back then, and like a lot of the in HBO's like international, like the international numbers must be ridiculous, and it's impossible to like collate them all. But like it must be in the over a hundred million, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it, but that, that's point number one. But but point number two is that not only is it a cultural phenomenon, but it was just so well fucking done for such a long time, and even this last season was you know technically extremely well done they had such a big budget and they really did pull off all the stops in terms of the effects and uh and the cinematography and from a technical perspective it was just it's excellent um so i think it was it was just overall something that we'll look back on and say wow that was like a moment that changed television as a medium um and even though the last season had some episodes that weren't great and were a little rushed like it's still an incredibly important show, and I think I probably will, you know, think about it as Battlestar Galactica, where I think I've watched Battlestar Galactica all the way through once. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I've seen, you know, the first, like, two seasons of that right, show so right, many times. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everybody just starts to cuts off when they land on First Earth or when Pegasus shows up. Every, I've known four different people that when they get to, like, the, the end of that whole Razor, yeah. like, three-episode yeah. arc... They and then it gets to that black market episode, which is definitely the worst episode. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like worst standalone episode, and like everybody it, I know just stops. Like, and right, some pick it right. up again, and some don't. And it's, and it's funny, funny to me that I think that, like, I I think that like the Jon Snow mid season reveal, like you know, with Bran and like stuff like that, like after the Battle of the Bastards. I think that might be it. Like, I think that, like, Battle of oh, the yeah. Bastards may be, like, get to there, see the Battle of the Bastards. And there's some cool episodes after it. I'm not saying there isn't. But, like, I bet that that's, like, the, that's like my, like, high point of Game of Thrones, you know? Let's, see, but you know, I can't yeah. recommend a show. Y'all are being really optimistic about this, and I don't want to end us on a downer. Like, I can't disagree with the cultural legacy of the show, and I was there for it in that moment. But 
I you know endings matter. I can't. I don't think I could recommend it. Oh, oh okay, sir. On... Listen, listen. I like original Full Metal Alchemist over fucking Brotherhood. I don't oh, want to fucking oh, hear boy. this. I don't want to fucking hear anime this. Mother, shit going mother, on now. Motherfucker. <laughs> endings matter. Endings matter. And yet the one show with the proper ending where we're just not having a random person named Dante show up and fucking read us the narrative. Like, oh my god, sorry. That was. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, that's 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 fair. I'm sure. Uh, I'm, you can, it's, it's I'm definitely sorry, Trevor, brotherhood is definitely. There's a lot more venom there that I thought was a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we brotherhood. I was, you know, I was gonna give you an olive branch and firefly, but no, fuck, fuck it, fuck, forget, forget it. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm sorry. Firefly, firefly is a great example. Like of uh, firefly, I would still recommend to people, even right. though the ending is, ah, it's really it's twelve episodes controversial. It's like, it's like one yeah. First core. of all, it got canceled. Yeah. Second of all, you get like an after effect afterburn movie where all your favorite characters die and then it's like it's hard like it's all, oh are we thinking of serenity is like part of firefly what <laughs> it is. I mean, exactly at exactly my point yeah, sean you yeah. have illustrated my point yeah. better than i yeah. possibly could it's, it's fantastic it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm just not going to go there today. Yeah, it's, it's like, holy <laughs> shit, that's great. I don't know. Like, wow. did you ever watch Battlestar Galactica, uh, Trevor? No. No, yeah. I wasn't on board with right, that train. It's fine. It's fine. I, I get the love for it, and, like, you know, it's still a good ride and everything. <laughs> well, just, like, I, what, one Punch Man. How about that? Do you still recommend season one? Yeah, if you can. Yeah, because, like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, for the right person, the ending of the ending of season one, even without the context of the news. Oh, it, it might as well be weird. over. It might as well be over. I don't disagree yeah. with. Oh, that. I I know a show that has absolutely stood the test of time and is now established as a classic and has a bad couple of ending seasons. The Office. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yes, those yes, last yeah. two seasons are really bad. Like right, season yeah, nine yeah. of The Office. Yeah. Is- Terrible, uh, and I think most people when they rewatch The Office on Netflix probably get to a certain like yeah five six seven. I'm like I'm not. It's fucking brain melting. <laughs> that, that that one was like <laughs> yeah, but The Office is kind of like Doctor Who where you don't really need to. That's fair. Watch that's fair. What's going I, on? I, you don't the, need the to, plot is. I've not, not sure, even sure. seen. It's, it's weird to the point now that I've not even seen all of Modern Who. Like I've just like and I'm just picking up at like random points. I'm like, is the Doctor good again? Okay, like that's like can I just pop back right, out? Right. Yeah, it's, all right, so who won the fucking death pool? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, it was our own Jack Newman. Woo! That motherfucker. Yes, that <laughs> motherfucker. He predicted correctly that Daenerys would die. This episode was our only major death. And actually, we should point out only four of the ten people we did uh, died. Yeah, so it was Arya, Bran, Brienne, John, Sansantirian all made it to the end. Pretty. Nuts. That's in, that's incredible. Yeah. It, it was not a death happy. Hap, it was not a death happy season, which I'm. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely should have maybe done a, a larger pool with some <laughs> some minor characters, uh, like yes. Dolores Ed. Throw him in. I there. thought for sure they would go. They would go harder than they did this season. Yeah, and that was. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was my. Yeah, I, and I definitely think that's a decision. That was a GRM decision. If I had to, well, I actually don't know that at that point. This we're so off the map right now with them. Uh, but uh, yes, Jack, you got I, uh, Theon correct in episode three, and Danny correct in episode six. Yeah, You're the only one with two. So I'm going to now do the ceremonial Venmo. <laughs> oh, very yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pr- I pledge to use this money to. How much did we actually win? Actually, by the way. 
50 bucks. Oh, fuck yeah. I pledge, I pledge to use this money to pay for our uh, uh, our streaming services so no one has to <laughs> Good. this year. Yeah. I probably haven't charged anyone this year anyways because it's just pretty much a, 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 this thing. But, you know, so I'm not actually sure if this is not making money or not. But I that's what it's going to in my mind. That's what it's on the balance sheet. How about that, guys? <laughs> Solid. Oh, all right. Well... Uh, Alright, well, then he's gonna die so <laughs> Are you okay, Maybe buddy? I might buy some medicine first, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good <laughs> Alright, guys, well, this is This is it It's last We surround, so I'm kind of uh, bummed about it uh, uh, We'll probably come back for one of the Five billion uh, yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be more. Yeah. I, I want to just say here now we're gonna be doing some more uh, content moving forward. Like we still got uh, just other shows on the Tuscan Shed Media Network. As uh, so you got the, the Movie Gang podcast, and we got mentioned here. If you want to hear me and Trevor yell at each other and Ed say, "Guys, calm down!" in the background, uh, that's there's on Animania. Actually, we don't ever yell at each other. I feel bad. I've been rough on you the last couple weeks. Uh, I think there's one episode you're thinking of, but I can't remember which one. It is. Yeah. So that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I let's, don't remember. I, let's talk. Let's continue to talk about Evangelion and not talk about Brotherhood because Brotherhood's still. <laughs> that one's still. That one's. That one's. Whew. I don't. I don't. I don't think like the original is like necessarily better. I just have a fondness in my heart for it. All right. Know. Maybe I'm going back on what I said. Yeah. Okay. The, I, I don't. Remember. You. You. you okay, I'm just gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. I'm stopping. <laughs> stopping. Stopping. I'm giving a pitch for shows. I want people to watch these. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, go check out those, and we're gonna be producing more content. Going to figure out some new shows coming forward uh, i think uh, me and ben are gonna have something on coming out uh, maybe in i don't want i don't want i don't want to date us but i you know maybe in the near future now that we're past this we can start a recording again. oh yeah 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 so we have time to produce content <laughs> sweet 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 change. yeah all right well, it's uh, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to host this, uh, and from all oh, of us. Oh, and I uh, uh, should also say uh, thanks to uh, Jenna and Sarah. Who yeah, and, and for scheduling and, reasons, but they're the best, and we miss them. And Peter was so, on. Sorry, they couldn't be on our final. Episode. Yeah, Peter was on for earlier seasons too, wasn't he? Yeah. He, was, yes. Yeah, so I just want to say just to our fallen uh, murdered uh, yes. members of <laughs> Westeros, yeah. <laughs> their watch has ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now our watch ends, so. Yeah, we're right anyway. Well, we're not dying. I don't know why I'm suggesting that this ends and we die. I'm very sad. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Well, everyone, uh, say the last goodbye. Is uh, Ben? Adios, fellas. Jack. It was genuinely what. No matter. I always find uh, when we have a show, if it's bad, good, whatever. I just enjoy talking to you guys about it. It always enhances whatever we do. So thank you guys for taking a ride. Trevor. To be unlike any TV show I've ever been through, having to talk, be able to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really was a lot of fun, and it just kind of cathartic for me to get to express my thoughts on it. And there were many episodes this season where I was just like, "Yeah, I'm really fucking happy. I have a podcast to talk about this <laughs> stuff." <laughs> there is points of Game of Thrones. I'm not sure I would have made it through without the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, from all of us to Feast for Bros, it's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>